Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome to Bethel Live. Uh, my name is John, minister here at Bethel Witch Church, and it's really lovely to have you with us. Uh, it's really great to welcome you to the start of our Christmas Compline journey together. Uh, now, if you're new to us as a church or as a channel, uh, the word Compline, it, it, it just describes the type of services that we do, uh, usually around Eastern Christmas time, uh, to help us to slow down and to help us really connect again with God and to take a deep dive uh, into the season and into a theme that emerges from that season. Uh, and this year, as we journey towards Christmas, uh, we're going to be exploring the words of the angels that they say again and again and again uh, through this incredible story, do not be afraid. What does it mean for us to be unafraid? Uh, there are plenty of reasons, aren't there, that seems to us to be afraid. What reasons are there to be unafraid? And so we're going to be beginning that, that journey together. Uh, so as we begin, we're just going to open in prayer together and, and encourage us to do that in, in a number of ways tonight. Uh, look down for a moment at your hands for me. I'm going to ask you to do three things uh, with your hands just to help us focus uh, in prayer. Uh, just lay them uh, on your lap in front of you and, and have them open uh, in that posture of just having been given something, just holding something. Uh, I'm going to start there tonight. Uh, I want us just to recognize something of what we've been given by God. Uh, if you're watching this alone uh, you may like just like to sit and think uh, and allow thoughts to come to you uh, you may like to type uh, some things that you want to recognize a gift from god uh, in the chat bar on youtube if you're able to do that uh, if you're watching this with a group of other people uh, you may want to speak some of those things out loud but let's just take a moment to look down at our hands uh, and just think of two things that we're really grateful for, two things that the Lord has, has given to us. Let's start there tonight. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows lord help us to recognize as we sit before you tonight the gifts that you have lavished into our lives those two things that we've mentioned that we've held before you we thank you god we praise you that every good and perfect gift is somehow in some way from above, from you, the Father of, of heavenly lights. And at a time, Lord, when so many of us are thinking about what we don't have or what we can't do, we take a moment to recognize all that we have in Jesus. And I'd like us to think for a moment uh, about another type of holding. There, there are certain things that stay in our lives, aren't there? And there's certain issues, habits, thoughts, relationships uh, that, uh, that are messy, that, that make a mess of God's good and perfect gifts uh, in our lives. Uh, and so for this one, I want us just to symbolically wipe our hands and, and just wash our hands one with the other. 
just as a way of confessing to God that we need to be clean, that we need to be cleansed, that we need to receive uh, his grace. So just sit for a moment, and, and as you think about the things that, that stain, the things that spoil, the things that entangle, what are those things that each of us just need to confess before God tonight? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we don't want to be those who claim to be without sin, those who deceive ourselves. We confess, Lord, that we make a mess. We confess that we let you down. We confess that we have not loved others as you have loved us. That we have not forgiven others as you have forgiven us. That we have not served others in the ways in which you have served us. God, forgive us afresh, I pray. Thank you, Lord, that your word tells us that you will purify us from all unrighteousness. That just simply to receive forgiveness is because of the cross one prayer away. So, Lord, would you pour your grace into our open hands afresh, our open hearts, our open lives. Help us, Lord, to receive the good gift of grace tonight. And then finally, I want us to think about the things that we carry uh, in our lives, uh, the things that we worry about, uh, the things that are ours, uh, that are our burdens that we bear. Uh, and I simply want to invite you to release those things to God. If your hands earlier were, were on your lap, perhaps you'd just like to lift them uh, as a way of just offering things, releasing things, lifting things uh, to God. The Bible tells us, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. It's not a burden to God. He, he cares for you. So what are those things that you just want to name uh, and lift and hand over to him tonight? Father God, I thank you that, Lord, you already know, as a good father knows, you already know the burdens that we carry. But Lord, something happens as we release our cares to you. And so, Lord, help us tonight with those challenges that are too big for us, those problems that seem so all-encompassing, uh, those mountains that we simply cannot just, just avoid. Uh, 
to release them to you and to allow your healing, to allow your strength, to allow your solution, your purpose to flow. Help us, Lord, to release these things to you. And Lord, I thank you that we can do that because you are the Father of the heavenly lights, because you are a good God, a God of forgiveness, a God of grace, a God of hope. Well, our theme for this year is Unafraid. And I want us to dive right into the scriptures tonight, uh, to Luke's gospel and the chapter one. And we're going to start with this, without fear or favor. Uh, now, a while ago, I came across a way of reading the scriptures uh, called promise hunting, uh, which is where you read it a verse at a time. Uh, and each time you read a verse, you pause uh, and just seek to discover what the treasure is, what the promise is that is hidden within that verse of scripture. Uh, and sometimes something will just pop and surprise you. Other times you have to read a few times uh, to discover it. So rather than me read the scripture, uh, the words will appear uh, before us on the screen. Uh, just sit and read uh, and allow the promises that are contained within it to, to pop. Again, if you are watching with others, you might want to speak just those words out. Uh, or if you're watching online, uh, you might want to type them uh, in the chat bar. But uh, let's just hear not just the story, not just what happened, uh, but let's hear the promise. Let's hear what happens uh, as this word lands in our hearts tonight.
I love to imagine that moment just after the angel leaves. Yeah, we don't really know where this happened, what time of day or where in the house or out in the field this, this might have taken place. But I'm sure there was an atmosphere and an afterglow in that moment. What were the words that were still ringing in Mary's heart, in, in Mary's mind? What was she imagining? What was she thinking? What, was, what did she know at, at that point? I wonder if these words from the angel, do not be afraid, Mary. I wonder if that, that held her. As we dive into this theme uh, tonight, I, I want to start with, with two questions. Uh, and the first one's this, and uh, it's, it's kind of up to you guys if you just want to sit and, and think about it, or if you want to discuss it with somebody, or, or, or grab a bit of paper and pen and, and start to write some ideas down. But let's start with this. What is the opposite of fear? There'll be another question in just a second, but we'll start there. What, what, what do you think the opposite? A fear is. You can think about it, you can you can talk about it, you can write about it, but let's just dive into this. I'm gonna give us about two minutes to think about this. Hmm. What is the opposite of fear? I suspect as you've been thinking and possibly sharing uh, words like 
brave might have come out or courage or confidence. See, some of those words are to do with our response to things, our, our reaction to things. Could being unafraid be different to those kind of things? Second question, what is the opposite of love? Again, just take two minutes to think, share, write. What's the opposite of love? What is the opposite of love? Again, perhaps words like hate or anger or bitterness, or maybe even indifference or apathy. Um, but again, these are reactions against, aren't they, something? To, to, to love, to be in a, a place of love, is surely deeper and richer than, than just reacting against something. I came across uh, something recently that, that really transformed my understanding uh, of what the angel is, is saying here, what Gabriel is sharing with Mary in this moment and in this passage. Uh, it's to do with love and fear. 
Uh, there's a, a really well-known psychologist, really well-respected, uh, largely credited for discovering or, or um, explaining the stages of grief really well. Uh, and in one of the books that she writes with another uh, psychologist called Life Lessons, she says this, that love and fear are the two primary human emotions. All other emotions exist under those two primary emotions. Either an emotion comes from a place of fear or a place of love. So all positive emotions, joy, hope, strength, all come from a core emotion of love. And all negative emotions, uh, anger, uh, disgust, uh, they all come from a place of fear. Uh, and in that writing, she goes on to say, if we're in fear, we are not in a place of love. When we're in a place of love, we cannot be in a place of fear. Now, here's a question. Can you think of a time when you've been in both love and fear it's impossible and it is isn't it try, try and think of a time when you've been both in love and in fear at the same time usually it's it's one or the other the two pull in different directions love draws us towards something we want fear causes us to react against to withdraw from something that we don't want fear is often to do with the fear of of loss and love always reminds us uh, of what we have so with that in mind i just want us to hear again some words of scripture that are probably quite familiar and kind of interesting that in our day the psychologists and sociologists and scientists are studying it and coming to very similar and the same conclusions as those that god has already given us uh, these words from john as he wrote to the church there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Then the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The words that Luke uses here to describe Mary's reaction, greatly troubled, uh, are words that usually describe uh, a whirlpool, a torrent of water spinning out of control. Uh, as she sees this angel, this spiritual being, this person of divine, uh, with, with divine authority and divine power endued in, in on him, uh, she, she's in a whirl. Uh, there's this troubling uh, within her. There's this fear that, 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 that rises, a reaction. Uh, and so he immediately counters it with these words. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. And again, the words that, that Luke uses to record this moment are, are very significant. The words a favour in Greek is the word charin, which is related to the word, word charis, which means grace. Now, you, Mary, have been graced by God. God's grace is upon you. you know, he doesn't favour you because you've done something or, or because you're impressive. He, it's just grace. He, he just loves you. 
And so heaven's response to our fear is to remind us that we are greatly loved. I wonder what your greatest fear is at the moment. Maybe for some of us, there are huge fears that cause us to go into that whirlpool, that panic, that, that dread. Uh, there are things that, that trouble our lives. You know, fear is always about what's beyond us, isn't it? Uh, what if I don't know what to do? What if I don't have the resources that I need? What if I can't control how I feel or what I, I need to do or what I might lose? And all of those things have to do with an awareness of what we don't have. And so heaven comes to us and reminds us of the grace that we have that is greater than all of our fears. You are highly favoured. You are loved by God. I don't know how many of you have uh, read a, a book by William Young called The Shack. Uh, and it's a book that kind of got a huge range of, uh, of responses from the Christian and non-Christian world. But really and truly, like any good parable, is trying to address one question, which is, how does God feel? How does God respond when I suffer? And there's a character in, in that book called Papa represents God the Father and he keeps saying that time and time again throughout that story I am particularly fond of you do you know that do you believe that God the Father is particularly fond of you another lovely moment in the in the book where uh, god the father turns to this guy and, and says oh yes i know them uh, i'm particularly fond of them it's not that this is an exclusive thing but it's a lovely phrase it helps us to to, to, to hold on to uh, just the, the scale the scope the size of god's love I, i'm particularly fond of you and and it's just grace it's just grace, highly favoured, particularly fond. What does that do to us in our fears and in this world of fears that we journey through? Because as much as we fear loss and we fear losing control, we fear those things that are beyond us, none of us can design a life that is fully sort of insulated from all of those things. None of us can control everything in our lives. What does it look like uh, to know that God is particularly fond of us, that we're highly favoured by God? Uh, just hear these words from Psalm 90 and verse 14. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days what if we prayed that prayer every day god would you would you satisfy my being my heart my soul my life satisfy me in the knowledge, in the experience, in the reminder that your love is unfailing. Imagine that every day, just, just being reminded. Whatever happens today, 
God's love is constant. Whatever fears and frustrations and failure that happens or whatever kind of day it is, if it's a great day, God's love it is so constant. Uh, it's the rock isn't it uh, beneath our feet it's 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 the only place safe place to, to build on and to stand on that's the only way to rejoice and be glad all of our days is to know that god's love for us each and every day is unfailing and so as we respond tonight uh, I want us to respond with the words of uh, Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus, or one of them. There are many great prayers in, in that letter. There are some words there that he uses. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. Let's just pray together. I just want you for a moment to sit, if you can, comfortably. Maybe put both feet on the floor. And to think about where you are right now. It's unlikely that before you sat down in that chair, armchair, sofa, or on the floor, on the bed, wherever you are, it's unlikely that you checked it to make sure it was safe. Uh, you just trusted that it would be safe didn't even question it, just sat down. That's how God wants you to know his love. Not to take it for granted, but to rely on it. To rest into it. Until the way he loves you perfectly drives out the fears. Think for a moment about those feet just resting on the floor, the strength that is beneath you, the solidness. Again, you didn't test it out before you put your feet down. You just knew. Think for a moment about the strength that comes the confidence from simply knowing you are highly favored. The Father is particularly fond of you. You are accepted in the beloved. You are a child of God. I just received these words from Paul's prayer. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure 
of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And so may you know the sheer dimensions of his love for you. May you explore the vast landscape of his passion. May you know that you can never outrun it. You can never outdo it. You could never outgive it. It's bigger and stronger and deeper and wider. It's more durable than we can possibly begin to imagine. He loved you before the foundation of the world and long after this world is gone, he will still be loving you. He loves you perfectly, not just on good days, but on every day. May you be satisfied in his unfailing love. And when fears come and when scary things in life hit you, may you be rooted and established in a love that is so much greater. May you know whose you are and may his love fortify you hold you close, win your attention, heal your heart, and make you stand unafraid. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.